is a Grower Group podcast produced in conjunction with Bayer Crop Science. On this podcast, we'll discuss the great efforts and events going on in the Grower Group networks right around Western Australia. We hope you'll enjoy it and get involved in the Grower Group conversation. Welcome to the Southern Dirt Podcast. It's really great to be on here with Hannah Layla, who is the new Peel Project Officer for Southern Dirt. How are you today, Hannah? I'm great, thanks Craig, and thanks for having me on this podcast. Oh, absolutely no problem at all. It's really great, just another way to get information, I suppose, out to, to everyone. We obviously have a lot of information coming at us from all channels, but you know, if this is a helpful avenue for people while they're driving along in the tractor, the sprayer, or in the ute, or whatever, just to to pass the time, then hopefully we can give people some great insights into what's going on at Southern Dirt, which does remain open for business as usual. And yeah, a lot going on. Of course, COVID-19 is a big topic and we'll touch on that a little bit in the moment. But before we get there, Hannah, I'd really love to have a chat to you about your role and you started in January. Just tell us a little bit about what's going on up in the Peel area and what you hope to achieve as the Peel uh, Project Officer. Yeah, thanks. Um, well, January this year, I was asked to take over the role of the Peel Project Officer, and um, we've opened up the Peel Growers Hub. Um, the planning and idea around it started about eight months ago, and the Peel um, Development Commission has contributed significantly um, by covering membership costs for all Peel producers until August 2021 for a Southern Dirt membership. Um, so at the moment, we're just contacting as many farmers as possible so they can start accessing the membership benefits and trying to find out just the major issues that they are facing at the moment um, and also what kind of issues they are looking at in the future too. Um, so then the plan is to target some projects to assist with those issues. Oh, sounds really great, Hannah. And how would uh, someone listening to this, if they're in the Peel region, how would they get in touch, or indeed the Southern Dirt region, how would they you know, make an inquiry as to whether it's relevant for them or whatever? Do they just get on the phone or a website or something and get in touch with you guys? Yeah, you can either get onto our website, which is www.southerndirt.com.au, or you can email me directly, um, hannah at southerndirt.com.au, and we can get um, your details and get you straight onto the membership. Good, and I know having worked with Southern Dirt for a lot of years myself, it's um, certainly you know has grower uh, focus and whatever there. But also, I know the CEO Tracy Hodgkin. She's very keen on obviously the end to end, just not you know from paddock to plate and coming up with all different regions. So even if you're a food processor or related to food production in any capacity, then I'm sure you'd be keen to talk to those people. Yes, that's for sure. And we've got some really great future projects, um, such as a co-batch um, processing facility for producers to diversify their income. Um, and we're looking at a beef supply chain project to ensure greater access to new markets. And then uh, next year, we're already planning a future food conference, um, hopefully in the beginning of 2021. So that's exciting too. Oh, that'd be really great. I know the uh, the fantastic Texpo event that Southern Dirt ran was really good. So if it's anything like that one or half as good, um, it's going to be a great event, that particular future food one. So well done. That's really good. Yeah, so really diverse area, no doubt, the Peel region, Hannah, and it'd be interesting to, to know um, what sort of industries and, you know, different food types or, you know, production you know, have you already come across in your short time with Southern Dirt so far? What happens in the Peel region, I suppose? 
Yeah, we've got a really diverse range of products that are being um, grown in the Peel region. Um, we've got a chicken industry, uh, pigs, beef, grapes. Uh, we've got it all and all are welcome to um, access the free farmer membership um, at Southern Dirt. So please get in contact with us if you're interested. Well, that's terrific through southerndirt.com.au. That's really good. Now... Hannah, it's um, going to be great to continue to work with you in the future, but of course right at the moment, yeah, we've got quite a few restrictions on us about how we go about business. It doesn't mean we've stopped. Um, we're continuing on and finding new ways to, to do what we do, but yeah, um, I know Southern Dirt's been very good at sending out some COVID-19 updates um, fairly regularly actually to members, and they've been really good to read about, but perhaps just for listeners, people that like to listen uh, to things, uh, is there a few key points that you really wanted to cover um, in today's podcast? Yeah, look, the um, COVID-19, it's a pretty uncertain time and I think the hardest thing is that unknown time frame and also the unknown of the extent of how it will affect our farmers. So in any way that we can support you, um, please contact us if you have any concerns. Um, but firstly, I just wanted to discuss about the travel restrictions Um so agriculture is an essential service, which means, for example, shearing teams and ag supplies are allowed to still move between regions. Um, same with work purposes, um, to transport freight, attend medical appointments and so on. But one tip for employers is to make sure all workers have a letter or a contract with them stating who they're working for and where and the reason for travelling um, if they're required to cross these regional borders because there are quite a um, happy fine for people who aren't following the rules. On the spot fines of $1,000 for individuals, $5,000 for in, uh, businesses, um, but they can also be fined up to $50,000. Yeah, it would be pretty nasty, wouldn't it, to, uh, to get one of those. Mm. So, yeah, very serious. Uh, don't want people running around the regions just to head over to the mate across the other side of the border for a barbecue or something like that as much as we'd love to that's not the time to do it now it's um, for legitimate essential work only and look I was talking to some growers recently and one thing they mentioned when they're on these borders that they may have uh, land in you know shires um, adjoining shires that are you know got a boundary through them and to get to them uh, they've said look they're going to take a copy of their rates notice with them as well just to prove ownership of of land in both shires that you might be going into if that happens to be split down by a border which I think is really important because of course your driver's license will show where you live um, but to be able to prove that, hey, I'm, look, I'm going over to my other farm, which is over the boundary, then a, a simple rates notice, having that with you in the vehicle might be really, really good at the checkpoints because obviously there's a lot of people having to man those things, um, be at those checkpoints and anything that can make it easier for them to determine what you're really doing uh, will make a smooth transition through the through the border restriction, no doubt, but still stay your distance. Yeah, that's right. And you just don't want to get stuck, you know. Yeah, certainly at this time too, getting out and about if we're we're healthy but we need to go to the doctor. Uh, there was some great announcements recently about how we go about getting health advice and you wanted to talk a bit about that as well. Yeah, that's right. A great resource available is Telehealth, uh, who are now allowing everyone access to healthcare over the phone with their GP specialists and health professionals. Um, and this just reduces the need for you to leave your home for these appointments. We're just trying to stop the spread of this virus and the best way to stop it is to stay home. Yep, absolutely. And how do people get information about telehealth? Have you got any tips on that? 
um, if you ring your GP or your health professional that you'd like to see, they can um, organise a, um, a phone call with you. Oh, very good, yeah. Just maybe a routine prescription that you'd normally have to front up for an appointment, but really do you want to be going in there if you don't have to? So telehealth sounds like a fantastic idea for me uh, and, and for everyone that's out there perhaps needing some of that attention. So really good reminder. Thanks for that one, Hannah. And, uh, yeah, really interesting. Now, of course, money, you know, dollars and cents. Uh, there's a lot of jobs that have been put on hold and lost and whatever, but some great announcements by the... Um, federal governments, federal and state, I guess, and doesn't matter which part of politics you're involved in, I think we have to park that aside and just uh, say the governments are doing whatever they can and we all need to help each other out. And certainly you're aware of some wage subsidies that might be available to some of the listeners as well. Yeah, that's right. And so this was just announced a couple of days ago um, that the federal government are... Um, giving uh, $1,500 a fortnight to each employee, um, including those who have been stood down since the 1st of March. And the ATO will pay businesses who have suffered the sharp drops in turnover this money so they can pass it on to their employees. Very good. Yeah, no, that's a really useful one. I really like the way they've gone about that because it keeps people connected with their employer during this uh pretty, you know, as we keep saying, unprecedented situation. So it's a, a great initiative and, uh, yeah, it keeps people, keeps people really well connected and, yeah, the country running in the background ready for when we come out the other side and we will certainly do that. Now, Hannah, I know uh, we mentioned there's updates, email updates coming out for members, but is there anywhere else you can get information about COVID-19 from Southern Dirt? Yeah, we have all of this information and more on our Southern Dirt COVID-19 resources page, which is updated daily. And then email updates from Tracy, our CEO, are going out each week. So our website is www.southerndirt.com.au. That's really good. And Southern Dirt is open for business as normal. That's right. And we're working from home, planning as much as we can to continue providing support to farmers during this time. So obviously we are continuing with our newsletters and updates going out via email, podcasts like this one. Um, also looking at some webinars um, in the future. Uh, but we can also help with policy writing for your businesses and we can assist farmers deal with COVID-19 on farm as well. So if you ha- need any assistance, please contact Tracy Hodgkins. Her email is ceo at southerndirt.com.au. Uh, that's terrific. CEO at southerndirt.com.au. That's really useful to know and fantastic. So, no, very good. And I know the projects are going to continue on. Um, same in the role and job that I do. Um, you know, we're looking at every which way that we can still continue that on so that we're not, uh, you know, losing a year, I suppose, in terms of understanding uh, research and doing things or projects. And I'm going to catch up with Ray Harrington in a moment to talk about one of the really cool projects that Southern Dirt's been doing for a couple of years now and continuing on, and that's the Flax Project. That's right. It's a really exciting time for that project, and uh, we look forward to the results that come out from it. That'd be great. All right, Hannah, thanks very much. It's been really great catching up with you here on the Southern Dirt podcast. Uh, We'll do another one of those, and I really look forward to working with you uh, in your time at Southern Dirt, and, yeah, we'll catch up with you very soon. Great. Thanks for having me, Craig. Yeah, well, it was really good to just catch up with Hannah Layla, the Peel Project Officer for Southern Dirt, and she talked about Southern Dirt being open for business as usual, and, of course, there's a lot of trial programs and 
trial demonstrations and things like that that will be going on throughout the Southern Dirt area. And one of the really interesting topics that Southern Dirt's got involved with over the last few years has been flax. And I'm joined now by Ray Harrington, who many people would know of Ray, certainly down in the southern part of Western Australia and a grower down there, fantastic inventor, real lateral thinker and all-round good bloke, I reckon, Ray. So how are you today? Yeah, pretty good, Craig, yep. Yeah, good, mate. No. Yep, getting ready. You're getting stuff organised, mate. So isolating yourself a little bit on the farm, perhaps, and getting all those jobs done ready for seeding. Yeah, certainly am. Yeah, have have gone in a little bit of a lockdown out here at Cordering and uh, doing the right thing. No, good on you, mate. Excellent. Yeah, as are we. We're certainly reaching out through all the goodness. Uh, you know, thank goodness for the internet and the telephone. Good old telephone lines, Ray. So keeping us in touch. So keeping our distance, but staying connected is the main thing there. Yep, for sure. Cool. Now, I mentioned flax, um, certainly Southern Dirt. Some people that are following Southern Dirt would be aware of it, but I know, Ray, you've been involved with this for a number of years now, so can you just perhaps give a, listeners a little bit of a, a, you know, an insight into the history and where you got involved and sort of what's starting to happen with flax now in the area? Yeah, Craig, it, it, was, uh, it came about from uh, Harvest Wheatseed Management with Michael Walsh in uh, Canada. I was doing a presentation in Grizzling that I only had canola and cereal and then later on during the day a local agronomist said sorry ray my blokes have got 14 crops oh goodness Um, (laughs) and then and then a little bit later in his presentation he said he spent two years in adelaide right so quickly i went to him at lunchtime and i said hey my environment's adelaide what can i grow yep and he said flax and i said well that's funny there's a flax mill 30 k's down the road and i know flax used to be grown in darken when we came in the 60s. So that stirred me to try and do something, and I managed to get some seed in uh, 2017 and put in eight hectares and uh, did a bit of homework with John Moore to get a herbicide regime and all the rest of it. And we only managed to get half a tonne, but what I'm seeing after this year's trials, we probably lost the other half with heliosis. But mm-hmm. so we we put in we put it in, in seventeen, then we put it in in eighteen, and basically, Craig, I um, gave it away then because both Tim and I are probably too busy to go on with it. And uh, then I was watching Landline and CSIRO have just finished a big study on flax oil and it has better health food properties than fish oil. Mm. And one's sustainable, one's not. So for me, it was game on. I needed a partner because I've worked out a long time ago, you've got to have partners if you want to get something off the ground. So I contacted Southern Dirt, said what I'd done for a couple of years, um, and because you realise they've got a crusher in Cogen up as well, who I took the first lot of uh, flax to. So they invited me to the board and, and they've taken it on and they have really put some energy into it. And uh, it's been a really, really good to get them have a crack to get it off the ground. And like I always say, we've got 50% chance of getting it off the ground. Yeah, that's no, fantastic, Ray. I think that's just... You know, testament again to your great lateral thinking and, you know, like you say, you need a partner, as you've demonstrated in many of your inventions 
over many years that have really benefited agriculture in general. Here's another one that will be our agriculture and bringing perhaps some more diversity into the, the programs, but also providing you know, end users with a great product. What are some of the things they can use flax for, by the way? And it's linseed, right? That's what we're talking about, flax, linseed. Yeah, call it linseed oil, a cricket bat, call it flax, it's health food. Yeah, um, <laughs> very cool. <laughs> Good one. But look, there's, there's the oil. There's the oil and uh, and and the uh, what's contained in the oil for health food, and I think this is where we've got to go uh, in Australia. Uh, we've got to try and grow. We've got to try and grow some sort of pharmaceutical, some sort of health food, yep. where we can get up in the value chain. Um, you go and buy a bottle of flax oil out of the health shop; it's sixty thousand dollars a ton. Wow. Uh, and then you can get the meal. The meal is suitable for fish, for uh, aquaculture. A uh, lot of lot of human consumption on the meal. Uh, there's a lot of human consumption on the on the whole grain. So, um, and there's sort of some areas with industrial oil. Um, I, I don't believe we've scratched the surface yet of what we can do with a sustainable product. It's like canola. You know, you and I remember canola coming into the yeah, into the scene. Definitely. Yep. Um now you wouldn't believe, you know, it was a struggle the first year we put in five hectares. Yep. Uh, and it's the same as this, we'll make it go. But then there's also the fibre, whereas the the Boyer Brook flax mill used to be all fibre. Mm-hmm. So who knows where that will go, but um, we're just scratching the surface at this stage. Oh, it's terrific. No, really good. So, Ray, you talked about that first year. You put it in about a half a tonne and then obviously um, improved just understanding a little bit more about its requirements and particularly the insects. But then like, what happened in 2019 last year? And I know Southern Dirt, as you mentioned, were well involved in the trial work. What, what? Just give us a bit of a picture about what happened in 2019. How did it all end up? I I think they got a wonderful result. Um Ours, ours was the worst performer, had the best plant count, but the worst performer of only 0.56 of a tonne. But the, we've worked out you can't grow it on canola stubble. Now, the others were growing on cereal stubble, and basically anywhere between 800 kilos and 1.2 tonne. So um, that, to me, when it really didn't rain in this region after the middle of August, mm. um, I expect it to be a total failure. Yep. But I was very encouraged by the wage and plot. The wage and plot averaged nearly a ton. Um, and um, it, it, really, it really does tell me after last year, this has got a chance of succeeding. Oh, it sounds really good. And I talked last year with Bromman Copestake, actually, the research officer in Southern Dirt. So listeners, you can go back to that episode and have a little bit of the discussion from last year um, just talking about where the, the trials and the programs actually were within the Southern Dirt region so that's it's really good rain I guess every year that goes by we're really building a good good uh, good package together to, to make it a real goer for the future so talking about the future um, what's sort of the plans for 2020 at this stage just for, for listeners and general interest yeah well 2020 it's uh, they've got a new variety called Bilton Built-in. Which is supposed to be a fifty built-in B I L T O N. Yep. Not the not just stuff you chew at the not, bar. Not built-ong. No, built-ong. Built <laughs> <laughs> and so the, the 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 trial farmer trials this year is going to be about forty hectares go in, and that'll be a strip of canola, 
So it'll be on cereal stubble. So it'll be a run of canola. Uh, then it'll be a run of Croxton and then a run of Bilton mm-hmm. to, to, to look at um, the comparison. So so if we can get this thing to perform point up to to 80% of canola with its price, yep. um, it's sort of 40 to 50% more than canola. Uh, and that could actually then become uh, what I call a bulk brain crop without evaluating it. Yep. Um, but evaluating will be the key. So, so there's forty there's forty hectares sort of uh, in the wind. Tracy's having a phone hook up uh, with all those who are going to put some trials in. So um, yeah, instead of doing it face to face, we're doing it on the phone. Yeah, oh, it's um, terrific. Good spread uh, around the area, I imagine as well. Yeah, so I think they got fifty or sixty interested wow. out of their five hundred members. Yep. Um, so we'll have another year. We've learned a lot. Um, it was interesting. I took photos of the windrows of the twelve hectares I did in eighteen. Yeah, eighteen, and I showed Glenn Reithmuller, and he sent the photos over to his brother in Queensland. And, and he looked at the, the size of the windrows and he said, that's a 1.2, 1.3 tonne crop. Mm-hmm. How come we got half a tonne? Well, probably because the heliosis ate it. Yep. Wow. It's great insights there just through giving it a go and um, then being aware of what the problem is means we can go forward and hopefully, as you said earlier on, bring some more diversity or another crop into the region, which will be really, really good for everyone. Talking about the diversity in another crop, there's no new machinery. You can use all the all the existing machinery, air seeders, the whole works. Uh, there is a there is a uh, herbicide and insecticide package there. You can spray radish out of it, um, and you can harvest it with a conventional header. So Great. that was part of the prerequisite. It was didn't want to go and buy another bit of six hundred thousand dollar gear. It had to yeah. be all the stuff that's on the farm. Yep, and you've been able to do that, and that's testament to yep. uh, great insight and great people around through our industry too that will help to optimise that, no doubt, even further as we go go ahead. Oh, yeah, once you, once you show, I found out if you show a bit of leadership, you get the good people jump in behind you and and, and they're the ones that make it work. Yep, uh, that's uh, exactly... The, plot, the, plots, the plots last year were magnificent, the way Calix did the plots and all the rest of it. Um, did an extremely good job of our plots. Yeah, it's good. Um, Great to hear. Well, I looked at the other plots and they were the same. So, yep. like I say, you, get, you, you you try something and get a team behind you. That's the way to get it off the ground. Yep, it's like with anything, isn't it? Sports, fire brigade, whatever it might be. Good leadership, good people behind you. Uh, make things happen so it's terrific and it's really good to hear that Southern Dirt are continuing this on this year and they'll work every way they can to keep bringing that information out under the current circumstances that we have to deliver it uh, I know and you know where I work too we're looking at ways of delivering information differently so hopefully this podcast also just helps people to keep in touch a little bit Ray but I thank you very much for your great insights and visions there as well and being so open to making something successful and yeah, it's uh, really good, and I yeah, wish you luck with all your seeding plans for this year. No worries, and it's raining here at the moment. How's that? Oh, magic. It tried at my place early this morning, but it didn't quite do it, so it must have held on for a bit, and uh, it's gotten just a little bit further east where you are, mate, and, and dropped on you. That's good. 
I don't think it's going to wet the ground, though. <laughs> no. All right. Okay, Ray, thanks very much. Um, listeners, there's some great information throughout the podcast. And remember, you can get in touch with Southern Dirt at southerndirt.com.au. Ray Harrington, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure talking to you, and we'll see you during the year, I hope. Yeah, good. Thanks, Craig. See you later. Thanks for listening to this Grower Group podcast produced in conjunction with Bayer Crop Science. You can get more information about Grower Group activities from the Grower Group Alliance at gga.org.au. And Bayer is a strong supporter of Grower Groups right around Australia and you can get in touch with us at crop.bayer.com.au. Thanks for listening.